When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and Todd at TDGuardiansKU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. Heading towards July, everybody, we welcome you back into another episode of the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. WaitingForNextYear.com and the Evergreen Podcast Network. Matt and Todd are with you. Guardians sweep the A's early in the week and then look to take two out of three, at least from the Milwaukee Brewers. It didn't happen. Our old buddy Owen Miller. Yes. The O show at uh, Progressive Field. The Todd, you got to, a chance to a witness in person yesterday as uh, Tito pushing some wrong buttons. Owen Miller playing a little wall ball. That was not enjoyable yesterday at all. At all, was it? No, it was not. And, you know, we started off and we had this three game sweep of Oakland, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say they played better. You know, they played good ball and they won. I mean, every game was close. They had to come back. And then, you know, yesterday, you know, Friday was obviously no good. Saturday, nice win. And then yesterday it was a very winnable game. They scratched and clawed their way back, but some mistakes made by the manager, uh, amongst others, um, and some players who, to be honest, aren't performing, and no. it's a it's a big problem. And this uh, the big topic of conversation last week that we had was maybe this is just what they are, and they're not good enough. And another week goes by, and like Oakland's the worst team in baseball. Okay, you should sweep the worst team in baseball at home, and it's not like they're a competitive good team other than that one blip on the radar winning streak Oakland had. They've been shit all year, so. Winning three, yes, you you did what you had to do. But then, you know, Milwaukee is a 500 team. You lose two of three to them. And you didn't play well again. And again, I just keep coming back to, you know, how much longer are we, you and I going to sit here and go, well, they'll be okay. It's the central. They'll be okay. It is June 26th. Okay. They've almost played half the season. They're not a good baseball team. They're just not. Oh, I mean, they're, they're three games below 500. They're below average. You're right. I mean, good is 40 and 37 or 41 and 36 or, you know, whatever. And that's not even that good. <laughs> no. And I know your buddy at Dr. Borland, who's a P1 listener, he said last week it was a very negative show. Well, <laughs> he's not wrong. I mean, what, what do you want us to say? Milwaukee is a com competitive contending team in that bad division in, in the national league, which actually is better than our division, the NL central, but it's still not very good. And you're right. They're just, you, you watch the Brewers and you go, man, like Willie Adamas is having a down year for him. It seemed to be stinging the baseball pretty well. Still, his OPS is still 50, 60, 70 points higher than our number two hitter. You know, and I hate to, to run that bat, bit back again, but I'm going to do it. It's just, there's not, you're right. There's not enough talent on this team. There just isn't. And you brought Bo Naylor up and that's been good. And I know he's struggled out of the gate. He's three for his first 18 or 19. So he's not lighting it up, but I'd still rather have him work through his struggles 
than watch the Mike Zanino show, but there's just not enough thump in this lineup. You got, you're always relying on Jose and Naylor to bail you out. You have an occasional explosion like Wednesday against the A's when they put up seven runs or Thursday, but again, it's the A's. But again, how many times Saturday, Sunday, even Friday against Wade Miley, where you're just watching torturous at bats and you know, not enough offense. It's been going yeah. on all year. I don't, and 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 the, the here's the problem is there really is no good solution. You've already gone to Bo Naylor, so that's your internal solution to take care of the catching position. Right field, listen, Will Brennan's doing a nice job, but center field is a complete disaster at the plate. Right field up until recently has been a complete disaster at the plate. Ahmed stinks. Josh Bell's been terrible. Yep. Too many guys are not producing, as you said, and you can't right. win a division. And I know they are one game back in the loss column behind the twins, which is so funny. And I know that they can win this division, but like, even if they get to October and Tristan McKenzie remains out and Shane Bieber remains, you don't know what you're going to get from him. And then you have to rely on the young arms. Are they really going to do any damage? And, and I hate being so negative because, you know, we, you and I love this team more than anybody, but, they're just, they are what they are. This is the old Bill Parcells. You are what your record says you are. And they are a three-game under 500 baseball team who struggles on a week-to-week basis. And I just don't know how you solve that problem. And the other big issue is you have pinned yourself down with all of these guys, with all these middle infielders, Freeman and Arias and Rocchio and Ahmed and Andre Jimenez. And, and there's all these guys, and we keep saying, oh, we're so loaded with talent up the middle and all these guys, da, da, da. and Brito's on the come next, and Angel Martinez. How You can't hold these guys forever. They held Arias slash Freeman slash Rocchio too long. At least Arias, they definitely held too long because he and, – and you you didn't address the fact that you still need a corner outfielder with pop, and Josh Bell's been a gigantic disaster, so – there's still too many holes in that lineup. And when you have a center fielder who can't hit and plays every single fucking day, and <laughs> then shortstop is a joke in the field, even this, it's, it's, it's an, un, it, it, it's, it's just an unbelievable circumstance that they put themselves in when they were loaded with talent that they could have dealt for a big bat and they didn't. I don't know what where to turn. I you know the Shane Bieber trade is certainly an option, and there's another month to go before you have to pull that trigger. And Tristan McKenzie hurt, and you know Bieber was it was an interesting start on Friday. I was listening on the radio, and Hammy's like, "Why is Tim Heron up to start the inning? This is interesting." And then Bieber gets rocked, and then Heron comes in, and then Hammy's saying, well, "Was he injured?" There's just a lot of there's a lot of question marks, and we're gonna get to you know, the rest of the week where you get to my scouting trip in Indianapolis on the Friday night or Saturday night as I was there to watch the Clippers in person, um, you know, the, the, the what next and everything else. And obviously this week, again, you got winnable games, three in Kansas City, three in Chicago against the uh, uh, 2016 World Series champions. <laughs> Sorry, just Why would you say that? Oh, by the way, just said speaking that of which, you ready for this? I was at the game Wednesday night and <laughs> Walking in front of me was some guy wearing a Jake Arietta Cubs jersey and Cubs hat. Really? And, I, and this guy walks next to me and he taps me on the shoulder and he points and I see it. And I was like, 
What a fucking asshole this wow, guy. Who would wear that to the a Guardians game? Only a true dick would would walk <laughs> into the stadium doing that. Like that is such a ugh. I, I literally want to take a beer bottle and slam it over his dumb oh my God. hat. But my point is there's six games this week again that are very winnable. Obviously, they've got what seven of the next one, two, three, they got seven of the next 13 are against the Royals. Kansas City. That's right. We've got to take advantage of this. But we keep saying this. It's like we're doing the same show every week. We are. We rip Ahmed. We rip Straw. Well, when are we going to get it together? I just, (laughs) and let's go to, hold on. Let's go to yesterday. And by the way, we're brought to you by the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Groove Ride, and Breaking Tea t shirts. Um, yesterday, like Tyler Freeman, I don't know how many more times we have to do this show, but Tyler Freeman should be playing. And then when he does play and he's on base three times, three, two, two hits and a walk and you pinch run him for straw, then you don't steal on the first hitter. Then your bumbling right fielder slash utility guy has catchers interference or batters interference with Arias, then you knew, you just knew, uh uh-oh, we're going extra innings, and then Freeman's spot comes up in the order, and then you've got Bell and David Fry, this week's uh, hero. Hey, the podcast player of the week, David Fry. Like, and then they don't hit, but then if you hit you, Freeman would have hit, like, it's just, these are mistakes that have been made all year. And And we're big Tito fans, but my God, like, it's not like Tyler Freeman has a piano on his back. Let him stay in the game. Last, yeah, so I'm at the game yesterday. As you said, Freeman gets on base for the third time in the eighth inning. Okay. In a tie. Now it's a tie score, eighth inning. Freeman gets on. Now, all season long, I have been watching as Tyler Freeman pinch runs for Josh. So, what is the point of pinch running Miles Straw for Freeman? It, to me, it, to, is, to me, it's is the steal of base. so slow. By the way, I, I I would like to add this: at the beginning of the year, to start the season, when Miles Straw was getting on base, he was stealing a lot of bags. Okay, yeah. so he was doing a nice job at the beginning of the year, getting on base and stealing bags. Well, if you go, you know, month to month, uh, do we he, have to? He's he had one. He had seven of his ten steals were in April. He had two in May. He has not stolen a base since Sweet. the middle of May. Why is he? He has been stuck on 10 steals since the middle of May. He needed to be pinch. They had to put him into pinch run. He, of course, overslides the bag and gets thrown out. And then I was at the game. I said to Andrew, I, I the whole time I'm like, why is he pinch running? I don't understand. Now, now you've taken Freeman out. Arias has to move to third. And pretty much you're going to have to use Arias. Because unless you want David Fry playing a position he shouldn't be playing, then that's that's the story. And so, of course, it comes around in the in the bottom of the tenth. Tying run comes to the plate. Whose spot in the order is it? Miles Straw fouls out to the catcher. You and I, you said it. You just said it. I'm going to say it again. We have been defending Tito more than anybody. I have been on the don't bash Tito bandwagon for a long time. What I've watched him do this season in-game managing if his name wasn't terry francona and he didn't have this much gravitas i would be calling for him to be fired i'm serious he has been so unbelievably bad the in-game decisions it's stuff that you and i know 
I feel like I could manage this, the, the in-game stuff. It's not the locker room stuff. We talk about it all the time. He's the best. Nobody can get more out of these guys than he can. Right. He's these decisions in game make not no even in. Sense. It's not, it's not all in game. It's lineups too. That, David that too. Fry, David Fry Saturday was the hero. Multiple hits, go ahead, RBI. How is he not in the lineup the next day? Yeah, I know he's a train wreck in right field. Make sure Arias drops the ball. Got to make sure Arias gets more at bats. Why is Arias getting any? Gabe Arias isn't any good. Gabe Arias is a terrific utility guy. That would be a nice defensive replacement. But when you got a little momentum and you got a hot bat on a bad offensive team, not saying David Fry is the second coming, but if a guy's hot from Saturday, play him Sunday. I know. And then, and then here's Straw, two on, two out. Fry should be hitting that in that spot. And then figure if let's say Fry hits an RBI single and ties it, you go to the eleventh. You'll figure it out. You're gonna have to move Fry to right and Brennan back to center or something. Figure right. it out. But Straw hitting in that spot cannot happen. Would, would and Fry still, not playing Sunday's a joke. He was it, hot Saturday. Play him again. I know. And would it kill them to give Tyler Freeman more than? You know, he he got two starts this week. That's it. He played Sunday the 18th, went two for five, okay? Right, correct. He didn't start another game until Friday. <laughs> like, why? I, I know. mean, give the guy some at-bats here. And well, then you, yesterday you, he goes two for three, and he pinch runs for him. Yeah, right. He's acting like Josh Bell was on first base. I, mean, <laughs> I know. I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. And, and again, again Ahmed plays every back. day. Straw plays every day. I get that you want to give your veterans some love. I know that Ahmed has that relationship with Jose. I get that Straw is a gold glover, but Miles Straw last year, the second worst OPS in baseball. And this year, I think he is the 11th worst. That's he has not seasons. hit a home run in more than a thousand at bats. It's two <laughs> seasons of this. Enough. We can't score. You know, I mean, at, this, at this point, the only guys who should have a guaranteed everyday spot are Quan, Jose, Naylor, and Jimenez, right? I That's would it. everybody else right. should be rotated in. <laughs> I know. But when you have that, and again, this this is not even a Tito thing. This is a Chernanetti situation. Well, that, when you yes. have this roster configuration, that is, and, and this has been a, a boner move all year, starting the year with Valoria. Now you carry three catchers. You know, Oscar Gonzalez, we'll talk about this in a second. Oscar Gonzalez hit for the cycle yesterday. All right, he had a really good day for Columbus. If you decide, oh, we're going to bring Oscar Gonzalez back up. All right, then are you sending Arias down? Then you do you have a backup in the infield? Like there's, they've configured this roster so poorly. I guess Freeman would be, but you know what I mean. Freeman, just, well, Bell and Naylor would have to ha handle first, but Freeman, I'm sure, could play there if he had to. Fry can play first base too. It just but has still, not I, been well. Point. It's not been well configured all yeah. year. Construct roster construction has, has been a weak spot of this front office. But again, they also, I mean, some people say, well, they spent money. They, they gave Zanino 6 million. You know what would have been nice? Christian Vasquez. That would have been nice. Not saying he's lighting it up for the twins, but as it would spin, it was a better option. And he went to a rival team, you know, uh, Josh Bell has been a giant bust. What does it say about Josh Bell that he didn't even get off the bench yesterday either. And he didn't pinch hit for straw at the end of that game. Um, you know, I, I agree. And you know what? We sit here and I can rip Tito's in-game managing all, all I want. And yesterday I had this conversation with Ags and he was saying, you know, you 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 give Antonetti and Chernoff a total break, a, a, a pass on this. But don't you think if they said, Tito, you need to be doing this, that he'd be doing it? 
I mean, I'm not so sure. I feel like they give Tito the you play, you know, yeah, he, man, he manages his own and yeah. I think that they're listen, I don't know this for a fact, and I don't think anybody knows really, but I feel like they pick the pieces and then Tito, it's up to him to put them in place. But yeah, I, I do I mean, but if you're the general manager and you bring and you have Tyler Freeman on the roster right now and you're watching Ahmed, wouldn't you say if you were Antonetti and Chernoff watching Ahmed do nothing, wouldn't you be like, This guy's not in our future? If we can trade him at the deadline, we probably will. Why aren't we giving Freeman more run at shortstop? I mean, certainly Arias has gotten plenty of at-bats between right field, recently right field, and some time at third and some time at short. He's gotten plenty of chances to prove himself. I mean, the guy has, has three homers and four RBIs, and I think two of those three were in the same week. And he's five for 54 against left-handed pitching, and he hits righty. And it's awful. It's, and he, he can't hit a fastball. And outside of the home run uh, on my in birthday Baltimore. party night against the Mets, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bomb against, against the Orioles in that blowout win, he hasn't hit a ball hard. I mean, he cannot catch up to a fastball. And that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> that's the guy to send down. I mean, it is. Yeah. Jeez. But like. Jeez. And it sucks because his glove is really good. I mean, I think he's, he's an excellent field really well in the outfield. And he has. He's, he's done a great he's job. Great defensively at short. But I'm tired of great defender. We got all these great defenders. Quan, great defender. Straw, great defender. Arias, yeah. really good defender. Freeman, all these guys can play D. That's great. But occasionally you have to win a nine to eight game or a seven to six game and not rely. I mean, Josh Naylor has been unbelievable this year. Unreal. Unbelievable how good he's been. Jose, people are like, oh, Jose's kind of a down year, but look at the third baseman numbers and he's leading in most categories again. Yep. yep. But we can't, but you, those guys can't deliver every day. It's got to be somebody else and not enough power. We've talked about it. But again, they're right in this thing. Two back of the Twins, one back in the loss column. They're not running away with it. And again, this week with the Royals and Cubs, a chance to hopefully go on a little bit of a push. This team always has played under Tito much better in the second half. So that's good to think about. Starting pitching has been excellent. Tanner Bybee didn't even have his best stuff the other day. Still got through six and did yeah. his thing. Logan Allen's been good. Gavin Williams, and we'll talk about him in a second. You were at his first start. Labored a bit, but showed what he's got. Guantro's yes. coming back. There's depth there. You know, I read. bullpen, it's only so much the bullpen well, you know, can do. These guys have been pretty good. So it's they just can't score. And it's, yeah. it's, it's annoying. Well, this was a this was a good uh segue into the Cal Quantrill. Gavin Williams rotation conversation, because like you said, Quantrill pitched, uh, it was an Akron, right? It was yeah, yesterday. Yeah. He pitched an Akron yesterday. Uh, I think it was, it was either five or six shutout innings. I think it was five shutout innings. And, uh, you know, according to Mandy Bell, um, Quantrill, uh, you know, Tito had told the, the, the media that Quantrill will be inserted right back into the rotation and he's going on the road you know, to Kansas city to meet the team. So, you know, he'll, he'll, his next start is going to be most likely, you know, either this weekend or sometime this week. And when asked about the six man rotation, Tito's response was, if you go to a six man rotation, you're actually making your bullpen shorter. I can see us like when we insert Cal trying to use that maybe once through when you get an extra starter, but I don't know if we could stay with it. I don't see how that would work. So 
he loves having those extra arms in the pen too. And especially yeah. with the fact that they play close games every single day. Did you know that yep. yesterday was their 33rd one run game at that? I mean, it was What's our record like 12 and 18 or something, or it's not good. Well, they've put, they've played 79 games. 33 of them have been one run games. I, know. I mean, it's insane. You cannot keep up that pace and they've yep. done it for half the season. So, you know, like yesterday, Trevor Stefan, you know, he's at back-to-back poor outings. But really, if you look at it, there was a ghost runner on second, and he gave up a double, and that was it. So really, he wasn't that bad. He just, you know, if there was no one on second, he gets out of the inning with with, with nothing. So, you know, I don't know. But I was at the Gavin Williams um, first start on Wednesday. Yeah. I loved what I saw from him. The, the most important thing that I saw from him was he gave up four runs in, in one inning. In, it was either the third or the fourth. He gave up that three-run homer. And then he bounced right back. Yeah. Guardian scored to respond. And he went one, two, three the next two innings. And he kept them in the game the entire time. And then they, eventually they came back and won at the end. But he showed me a lot of moxie. I mean, listen, it's a, when it's your first major league start, he had like 50 family members there. They were sitting right behind us. They were loud. It was great. It was so cool for him. But he, first of all, he's huge out there. He looks like Garrett Cole. He's like a baby. He's huge. And he's throwing almost 100 miles per hour out there. And he just, he showed me a lot. Now, what's going to be interesting is when Cal comes back, I don't know if there's an obvious option to go. There is no obvious option to go down right now. Um, You know, when, when, before Cal got hurt, we were all like, Cal's got to get out of the rotation. He's been the worst, you know, but. You know, McKenzie with McKenzie being hurt, uh, you, you know, you got Williams, Bybee, and Allen. I don't know how. I mean, it would be an easy, as as you would say, easy button move to send Williams back down because the other two have been up for so long. Yeah, but I want to see more. You know, no, I do too, and I'll be interested in seeing how he does tomorrow night in Kansas City because he's going to start. Uh, if he's really good, right, then what do you do? That that? Right. But I think that he's probably the odd man out for right now. But again, Savali, you know, was fine yesterday. He was good enough to win yesterday. I yeah, mean, good again, enough it was to a win. similar situation. He basically had the one bad inning. I don't think Allen or Bybee. And that was it. Right. Be interested in seeing Bieber bounce back Thursday afternoon and if everything's okay. I don't know if that was just a hiccup the other night. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I had to guess, I would say Quantrill would come back and probably pitch Sunday against the Cubs. And Williams would go down. But again, what if Williams shuts out the Royals tomorrow night? Then Yeah. Well, here, Bieber was the velocity. You know, we've talked about his velocity a lot over the last two years. The velocity was way down again this last game. And he got through the first two times through the order. But third time through the order. It was batting practice. Several times this season, it's kind of faded. I'm not saying that he's turned into a two times through the order, get him out type guy. But it's trending in that direction lately. Um, so, and I don't know. I mean, there's, I wish they would go to a six man rotation for a while just to help limit the innings because Bobby Allen and Williams all have never pitched more. I want to say that I read that Williams has never pitched more than 112 innings and the other two are in like the one twenties, one thirties. Um, and I'm sure because the way this organization works as you and I both know is that you ride these guys until the end of their first six, seven year contracts. Then they leave. You know, when was the last time they extended someone other than well, Carlos Carrasco who yeah, took, I, I am know. excited about the 
opportunities here that these guys are getting. I mean, the fact that in one season they brought up their top three pitching prospects all in a row with Bybee Allen and Williams is awesome. And you still do have to win with pitching. And I love that. And I thought he pitched really well the other night, despite, like you said, the nerves and the fastball command, he was overthrowing it. But still, to get through into the sixth inning and only give up the four, and they gave him some offense, which was nice. So kind of bailed him out. They ended up winning the game. It was was great. And want to see how he does on the road. It'll be very hot in Kansas City, as it always is. By the way, are you a uh, are you one are you are you in agreement with me about Kansas City barbecue being overrated? Too saucy. That'd be no. I'm that's, you love that's, it. Don't don't say that. Don't say it's insulting to me. Don't you think Memphis barbecue is better? I'm a KC barbecue guy, number one. But you got to remember, I'm totally biased. I mean, I spent four years eating Kansas City barbecue. That's true. That's so, true. But are I, lo- jo- I like, are you I like Memphis barbecue. Or, what, or one of the other ones? Oh, like Joe's KC? Yeah. Yeah, used to be Oklahoma Joe's. Yes, yeah. that is, uh, that's great. Uh, Q39 is great. There's a couple of places that are like holes in the wall that are, you know, really, really good. Um Smoking guns barbecue. Smoking guns under the bridge, under that bridge, under the ribs. Not bad. That was bad. Excellent. Um, yeah, they they slap on too They're, much sauce. Yeah, but see, I like sauce. Like like going to like Gates or Arthur Bryant's is like you know that's yeah. cliche. You know that's yeah. like going to Chicago and getting like Lou Malnati's or 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 you know Giordano's or or uh, you know something like that. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. So. We'll see where this goes in KC. Uh, Matt and Todd with you, Dairy Brothers at Guardians Cast. By the way, if you're uh, in need of a workout, want to get in shape, maybe you had a big dinner at Beachmont and you ate way oh too much. God. You oh need, you God. need, you need to. Uh, I'll tell you who is those... not having a big dinner. At <laughs> this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and you need to go to Groove Ride. R-Y-D-E, RooveRide.com. Todd uh, is there. He's uh, one of the instructors. Look, the place is amazing. What? <laughs> That's a great segue. It was a great segue. Uh, <laughs> on Sunday, I taught, uh, Sunday morning, I taught Deep Groove Bike Boot Camp. And there you your go. girl, Carrie, came to class. Did you send her the built Bars? Of course. Okay. They're on Carrie, the way. Carrie was, in, Carrie was in, in class for the first time I got her. She loved it. It was great. Um, things are, things are going very well, progressing nicely. Um, we might have some big announcements coming up soon, oh, which is more yeah, exciting. This, but, is, this is big. But yeah. The listeners, like the listeners, group, uh, wait till they find out. Yeah. Group fitness is where it's at. You need, listen, not everybody can have the energy to go down into your own personal basement or go to your gym and work out by yourself. You know, you're looking at your phone you're, you're, you know, checking on whatever you're checking on and it's easy to get distracted and group fitness. You have a group of like-minded individuals that are there for one reason, and that's to work out and you block out all the distractions outside that room for an hour or for 45 minutes or whatever it might be. And you feed off that energy of everyone else in there. I'm a big proponent of group fitness and that's what we do at Groove Ride. So check us out at Groove Ride. That's ryde.com. And uh, come to one of my classes anytime. Would love to have you. And uh, yeah, that's about all I got on that. All right. Well, Center for Advanced Dentistry, you were just there recently. CFAD.net. Was. Uh, Dr. Ben Hornstein, Dr. Sean. Uh, fantastic folks. If you're looking for a new dentist, need to get your teeth cleaned, worried about what's going on uh, 
there with your teeth. CFAD.net, Center for Advanced Dentistry. And of course, Breaking Tea t-shirts. Go to Breaking Tea, breaking the letter T.com slash dairy. Takes you right to the Cleveland Collection. There's so many great Jose Ramirez shirts. The usual gear, yeah, you can get other places, but not the individual. If you're a Stephen Kwan fan or Jose Ramirez, Shane Bieber, whatever, they've got the shirts for your favorite Guardian players at BreakingT.com slash dairy. Takes you right to the uh, Cleveland Collection. So uh, Saturday night, uh, my daughter and I went to Victory Field, the Vic, as they call it. Uh, in downtown, that ironic, <laughs> <laughs> it's an old bit. Uh, in downtown uh, Indianapolis, uh, right there, uh, by the JW Marriott for a little Saturday night AAA baseball. And yes, I got a chance to watch our Columbus Clippers in action. The funniest thing was watching James Karinchak. I forgot he was on the team. So then all of a sudden, like first inning, he's like stretching. He, well, no, in the first inning. So here's the thing. I've watched this for years from my seats. You know, we can see straight out to the bullpen. Yeah. And like the first inning, he phantom throws the ball. It's like he's yes. warming up. I mean, I can't tell you yeah. how many times I've looked out there going, why is someone warming up in the first? It's always him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then by the fourth or fifth inning, he's in a hoodie with a hood over his head. And he's doing the Trevor Bauer. uh Remember that bar that they used to have? Yeah, like the, 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 this thing. Yeah, like workout yeah. bar. Yeah. And then he came into the game, and it was one to nothing, uh, Indians in the eighth, and the uh, leadoff walk where he's overthrowing his fastball, and then up steps Kanan, Smith, and Jigba, Jackson Smith and Jigba's brother, and this mf'er hits the ball about four hundred and thirty feet to right field, <laughs> just, and it's just like. Just like you watch with the Guardians, you know? And then, of course, he strikes out the side. But he every time, like, there would be a foul ball and the umpire would throw him a ball. He wouldn't like the ball, so he'd it's chuck his, it yeah, into the That's, his, that's like dugout. his way of adding more time, right? <laughs> oh, my God. But he, he didn't like any baseballs. And then I'm telling Reese, I'm like, watch this. He's going to go to the back of his head, and he's going to go to the rosin bag. And she's like, how do you know all this? I'm like, this is what this guy does. He couldn't grip the ball. So that was that adventure. Uh and I watched wearing, Joey he, Cantillo pitch, Todd. He was awesome. Oh, he was. He I was. think I want to I want to say they I read that this was his best start in Triple yes. A. Five and two thirds, eight strikeouts, lefty, just dominating. Like three pitches, 97 fastball, eight strikeouts. I was impressed. And you're right. The the guy in front of me is an indie fan, and he was like, I saw this guy earlier in the year and we we smacked him. And I said, Well, not this time. So um he pitched really well. I was impressed. The one thing that I will say about this Clippers team, not a lot of energy out there. Maybe it was just one game. Maybe it was just Saturday night. It was hot. But, like, guys kind of walk off the field after an inning. Guys don't run out to their position. Uh, you could tell the other dugout had a little bit more pep in their step. I'm not calling out Andy Tracy here. I was just going to say, is this a is this a, a, the Clippers, Andy Tracy like, pot here? <laughs> you kind of watch this game, and you're like, this guys kind of look dead. You know, poor Oscar Gonzalez Saturday night. He hit the ball hard a couple times, but mm -hmm. nothing to show for it. And then, of course, Sunday he hit for the cycle, which was nice to see. But uh, Rokio was okay, a couple of good at-bats. Uh, I saw a John Kenzie Noel opposite field home run when it was 3 to, three nothing in the ninth, and he came up and hit, hit a solo. I liked his power. Um, but nothing that I'm sitting here telling you, other than Cantillo, there was nothing I'm telling you I was overly impressed with. Okay. Well, well they're also we've also you know that roster is a lot of four A filler at this point. I mean, there's yeah. this, 
Chris Roller and Schneider Schneeman, Schneeman, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, because Bo Bo's not there. Zach Collins. You yeah, know, Zach, Bo's Zach not there Collins. Anymore. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so you know, it's really Rocchio and Noel Valera. and Valera. How was? What did you think of Valera? How do you look? He's not a hundred percent healthy. Yeah, you could tell the way he runs the bases. He's still bothered by some injuries. Uh, great eye at the plate. Great eye. But again, nobody really they, – they're, Quinn Priester is one of the Pirates' top pitching prospects started for the Indians. Actually, this is the second time I've seen him this summer. He's pretty good. So he kind of held the Clippers at bay. But uh, there were a lot of runners left in scoring positions, so the Clippers were um, – <laughs> they were kind of uh, modeling themselves after the parent. Guardians-esque. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I wasn't – you know, but Valera dh that night, so I didn't get to see him in the outfield. I just okay. hope Oscar, after Sunday, this he can – get going a little bit more um, with the hitting for the cycles. Pretty good. But that was my report. Cantillo for sure was the highlight Saturday. He had a nice pitch mix and he, he was confident out there. So it's another, it's another been, arm. I was just going to say, another, if, excited if we could it. only produce outfielders the way we produced uh, <laughs> starting know. pitchers. I mean, a, again, I was talking to Ags yesterday, who, by the way, his son was on his way back. They did a tournament in the in Iowa and the championship game was played at the Field of Dreams field, which is pretty oh, yeah. cool. Um did they go to the Iowa Cubs game? Uh no, but Ags did tell me he was stuck at a hotel, one of those like um, you know, one of those indoor gross indoor water park hotels in the middle of Iowa. And he's a gigantic germaphobe. So let's just say <laughs> things did not go well for our friend over there. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I man. got this text. It was a picture and it was him, his view inside this, you know, indoor water park pool. And it just said underneath, I just want to go to my room. <laughs> Jeez. No, but, but, but we were having this conversation and, and we haven't produced a, an outfielder that we've drafted, developed, and has been a star player since Manny Ramirez. Seriously, fine. think about all of these first-round outfielders we have drafted over the years. Trevor right. Crow, Lonnie, you know, they, uh, uh, Crow, Zimmer, uh, uh, Frazier, Frazier uh, you know, you Benson. Go, yeah, Will Benson. Um, who was the other guy uh, they drafted? Uh, he never he never amounted to anything first-round pick. Uh, well, Bo Mills Bo was a first Allred? <laughs> He was number 56, Bo Alred, B-E-A-U, like Bo yeah. Koo, like Cleveland's own Bo Koo. Oh, come on. Southside Johnny? <laughs> the Asbury Jukes. We're having a party. <laughs> you remember we went to that concert with Julie Rubenstein. She loved, she loved Southside Johnny. We're way off the rails here. <laughs> Sorry. Listen, it's been a rough day for you. I just wanted to make you laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! No, but we've had so many outfielders that we've drafted and like have not. I mean, it's unbelievable. It really is. How can a franchise be this bad at drafting outfielders? Actually, Kipnis was drafted as an outfielder, but they immediately moved him to second base. I know, and that was so, a. I think he was a second round pick too. Yeah, I don't think. Second, uh, yeah. I don't I think Kip. I'm gonna have to look. It was up. a first round pick. It was someone else. All right, keep talking while I look this up. <laughs> oh my God! We would go to the Browns exhibition games. And Why? my dad, dad refused to go to the exhibition. Yeah, he, he didn't even want to know. Didn't believe in it. <laughs> didn't believe in it and didn't want to know who looked good. We would come home. Todd and I would go and we would come home wow. and we'd be like, oh, 
this guy looked good and that guy looked good. And my dad was like, don't care. Like, and then he'd be like, so what else happened? We're like, oh, uh, there was a band that played at halftime, Southside Johnny. Every year that was tradition to play at one of the Browns preseason games at halftime. Have like a halftime concert. Oh, I got it. I Who got it? it. Brad Snyder, first oh round pick. Oh, my God. Was definitely a first round pick. How yes. about Naquin, first round pick? Naquin Bake. Mike Poppy, first round pick. Jeez. Will Benson. Uh, and then you got, you know, you, you're three years in a row. They had Z- Naquin, Zimmer, and, and Frazier. Uh, boom uh, yeah this is this is their first round draft i'm just going to do first round draft picks since the year 2000 listen listen to this name of people that count count how many were really good major leaguers okay okay Corey smith no Derek thompson no dan denham no alan horn no jd martin no mike conroy no jeremy guthrie had a nice career did he i wouldn't go that far okay he sucked for us right Whitney, no. Micah Schilling, no. Michael Aubrey, no. Brad Snyder, no. Adam Miller, injured, no. Jeremy Sowers, Poor had Adam the one Miller. good season. Trevor Crow, no. Johnny Drennan, no. David Huff, sorry, won't say he was good. Bo Mills, no. Lonnie Chisenhall, good career. Yes, that's one. Alex White. God, Alex he White. Remember, remember when Alex White first. came up in his first start against the Rangers? Oh, I was... It, was I there? I think I was Yeah, there. you were there. He was good. Yes, he was fantastic. He was yeah. Drew Pomerantz, I'll give him a decent career. Yeah. As a reliever. That's two. The redacted X shortstop, so that's, that's three. three. Yep. Naquin, sorry, I'm not saying he had a good career. <laughs> Frazier, no. Zimmer, no. Justice Sheffield, no. Mike Poppy, no. Brady Aiken, no. McKenzie, that's four. Yeah. Will Benson, no. And then now we're into basically starting it. The last ones were Bo Naylor, jury's out. Chase the Lauder. Torres, Espino, uh, Carson Tucker, Tanner Burns, Gavin Williams. That's from the year 2000 with multiple first round picks. Four in 20, tw- four out of 25. There were 25. Terrible. That's horrific. Not That's good. Horrific. And again, I also get it. The baseball draft is different. It is. You know, but, but, Mike but, Piazza was a 75th round pick, whatever. But like, look at Oakland, look at Baltimore. They, all of those teams, Texas, they, they, they drafted all these guys high and they yep. all hit the Royals. When the Royals won the world series, Moustakis, uh, 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 Alex Gordon, um, all those guys, that, that core were all. Yes. Top draft yes. Picks. True. Not us. <laughs> uh, oh man. We got All anything right. else? I don't know why I just did that. But pitching matchups, and let's get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, thirty Thursday in Kansas City, a Friday day game. That two twenty Friday game at Wrigley. Oh really? Oh, it's a day game. Yeah. So here, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. Yeah. If you are a, a if you are one of our our listeners who lives in Chicago, because I do get contacted, about, will you or won't you go to see the Guardians in Wrigley Field? Me personally, I will never walk into that stadium ever again. <laughs> I don't know how any Indian slash Guardians fan could ever do it. I, I, I'm going to have to ask Ags. I'll ask. I'll ask some other people. You know, if they would go, maybe maybe Lloyd in the car would go. I don't know. I just oh, I, man. I could never. Could we you play there? We played there again? a couple years ago. That was when Baez didn't know how many outs there were. Yeah, and then and, yeah. Uh, get double go, off. Would you go if if someone said, "Hey, you're in Chicago." I'm going to give you, you know, fifth row, third base seats to go see the the Guardians. Would you go? 
Yes, I'd go. I'm past I, it. I couldn't do it. I'm couldn't. past it. I'm not, I mean, not I don't like losing. them. I don't like them, but I'm past it. I mean, I'm I'm ready to. I would be there. I went last I I, year to the White Sox game. They got canceled because of COVID. Different. That's the White Sox. I yeah, could go to that stadium. It's Wrigley itself. Hey, I Chicago, could, what do you say? Oh, stop. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The executive producer might strangle you for that one. He will definitely <laughs> never go to that stadium. I already know. The his place name. is a dump. It's not even nice. The neighborhood around it has been built up. and it's Oh, it's up. amazing. No, they've done a great job. All right, so Tuesday night, 8-10. So tomorrow night, 8-10, you got uh, Gavin Williams against Brady Singer, who has just never panned out. Still a high ERA. Wednesday, Logan Allen against... Yeah, I thought he'd be good, too. To be be determined, Royals don't have a starter announced for Wednesday. And then Thursday afternoon, Shane Bieber and Zach Granke. Can you believe Granke's still pitching? Unbelievable. Throwing 70 miles an hour? Is he a Hall of Famer? No. No Zach Granke? Hall of Fame? How many wins does he have in his career? Does he have 200 wins? I bet he's, I would say close to 200. I, I'm I'm going to look while you talk and go ahead. Yeah, look that up. Uh, Friday afternoon, Tanner Bybee against Justin Steele, who's out of nowhere. Becoming... Steele? <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's got he's 224 pitched... career wins. Really? Yeah. He's pitched for 26. Oh, no, no, no. That's wrong. 26. Oh, Rankin, season after. Sorry, wins. sorry. Not 26 years. Sorry. It's 26 per year starts. Yeah. Um, Bybee and Steel Friday, Saturday night on Fox, 715. Aaron Savali against Marcus Stroman, who's pitched very well. And you got to oh, figure he's going to be Fox traded. Saturday night. I'll be taking that one in with the executive producer at Shea Spear. There you go. And then Sunday at 220, Gavin Williams or Cal Quantrill against your buddy, Jamison Tyone, who right, should have started suck. game five. For the Yankees last year, but the Yankee organization begged for the rain out, got it, and the rest was history. So there you go. Three in Kansas City and uh, three in Chicago, as they say. Before we go, yeah. Uh, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the ugliest thing you've ever seen and one being cool, what did you think of Grady Dick's red suit the other night? I dug it. I liked you it. Did? I liked the concept. I thought it was funny. Um, I don't know. I I'd give it an eight. I liked him. I, I thought it was the worst thing I've ever seen. I would really. I mean, I I've seen so much worse. Some of these guys, some guys look great, and then there were some people that, like Scoot Henderson and Grady, were absurdly bad, in my opinion. I don't know. I got a kick out of it. I that draft that was a rough television watch Horrible. last Thursday night. The NBA draft. It was bad. And again. We know who Grady Dick is. He spent one year at Kansas, and we know who he was. Most of these players, you know, you're asking somebody on the street, oh, the Pistons took uh, one of the Thompson twins. And you're like, like, hold, hold me, me now? now? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, that's what you're thinking. No, we're talking about overtime elite. Like, what the hell's that? So that's another topic for another day. All right, man. Well, uh, that's all we got. I always enjoy watching games at the at the, at the K. So you think great get some stadium, great stadium. Love the cage. The executive producer, you know, the executive producer and I were there in '97 when John Smiley broke his arm. Oh yeah, up. his arm yeah. basically fell off. Yeah, threw it, and the arm just ripped. Ne- never pitched again. That was brutal. All right, for uh, Todd, it's Matt. This has been another episode of the Dairy Brothers Guardians Cast. Waiting for next year.com, the Evergreen Podcast Network. Thanks to the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Groove Ride, and Breaking Tea T-shirts. We are. 
out of room and out of here. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.